This is our new co-host, Samurai. Say hello. Samurai, speak to me. What do you have to say about Halloween 5? <laughs> That's how I feel, too. <laughs> Please tell us more. <laughs> Go on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What else? He's done. <laughs> yeah. Interview over. My client has nothing <laughs> left to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sam. <laughs> Welcome to season three of Matt McZack Watch Horror Movies. Return to Haddonfield with the horror bros on their quest to watch the entire saga of Mikey Myers from the brand new horror lair. So you, dear listener, can witness the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Are you too high for this? More? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Matt Makes Zach Watch Horror Movies. I'm Matt. And I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> He's Zach. I made him watch a horror movie. We're back to me having to make him watch them for this movie. <laughs> so, Zach, what did I make you watch this week? Halloween 5. The Return of Michael. It's the return, right? The Revenge. The revenge. 4 is the return. The Revenge of Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. yep. <laughs> it's a movie. Is it? Technically. <laughs> it was filmed. <laughs> it was a feature-length runtime. Yes. So, Zach, what did you think of the movie? <laughs> well, just like this episode, it was a nightmare before Christmas. Uh, oh, but yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> That sums up this movie pretty well. <laughs> I wasn't sure how long I was supposed to like let you drink for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um to me, this is the low point of the Halloween franchise. You wanna know my list? So yeah. <laughs> Halloween kit or Halloween. My eye is twitching. What did this movie do to me? Broke you. This is your climax. (laughs) You will call. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, OG Halloween. Uh, What was after that? I think it was Halloween 2. Um now <laughs> now <laughs> so let me let me restart that halloween halloween 2018 halloween kills og halloween halloween 2 halloween 3 halloween 4 halloween 5 oh hey halloween 3 moved up on the list this movie made me hate all the characters from <laughs> halloween 4 and everything that that's it started fair. that's fair my would still probably be uh halloween Halloween 2018, Halloween 3, Halloween Kills, Halloween 4, Halloween 2, Halloween 5. Like, down here. Like, out of camera, out of frame, Halloween 5. <laughs> my my Halloween 5 is, like, somewhere over here. Yeah. <laughs> camera, that's how far it is. Yeah. 
So Zach, I hate to have to ask you this, but can you summarize Halloween Five: The Revenge of Michael Myers? I guess. Uh, oh, before we get in summary, I want to shout out. Oh yeah, a new little piece of art that we got there, commissioned by um, Andy K. Illustration. Check him out. Yes, it's so good. It and it's relevant to this movie because he also did a little little drawing on the cardboard, and it says. P.S. Halloween 5 has the best slash most inappropriate use of a slide whistle. And it does. It does. <laughs> and we'll get into that. <laughs> and it also says, did Michael Myers fuck his niece? Now I'm really concerned going forward. There's only one more movie with his niece in it. <laughs> All right. Another thing to summarize how I feel about this movie. Mm-hmm. There's two things in this movie. I forgot the second thing, but the first thing was in the end when Loomis lures him to his house and stuff. Michael slashes Loomis, right? And then the next shot is a middle-aged cop like bashing the window with a shotgun, right? Uh Uh-huh. Like you do. So you would think the cool shot of the knife going across Loomis's chest would be in slow motion and then the cop bashing out the window would be quick. No. It's the other way around. It's just a quick slash for Loomis and immediately cuts to the most slow motion of this middle-aged cop just... I think that's just how that guy moves. (laughs) (laughs) The glass was falling very slow. (laughs) That was an intentional choice that they made. (laughs) All right, you know what? Fuck the summary. Let's just get into this movie. It's not like it's going to make more sense if we give a summary. (laughs) I I got a summary. Okay, okay. I got one. I get... Because... I got one. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Welcome uh, to <laughs> my fireside chat about Halloween Five: The ASMR uh, Revenge. What's the revenge? Yeah, I keep you're good. Yeah, the the return of matter. the revenge of <laughs> Michael Myers. Uh, so he Halloween did... Five: The Revenge of the Jedi. <laughs> So he didn't die in the last one. Uh, he floats down a river in the least menacing way possible. <laughs> the least scary I've ever seen Michael Myers in my life. Uh, some random old dude finds him and just treats this unconscious body for an entire year. <laughs> and then he suddenly wakes up because he has a psychopath, psych, not psychopathic, psychotelekinetic uh, link. Yeah, link yeah. to his niece. Uh, and uh, he goes back to Haddonfield because he just wants to give her a good home. And now Loomis is doing the same thing to the niece as he did Michael's. Uh, just keeping her in. It's perpetuating the cycle of violence. Yeah. That's what he's doing. He's terrifying. He yells at her all the time. <laughs> help me. Help time. me get Michael in you her see face. You murdered your sister? Do you see your dead sister? Look at your dead sister. Yeah. Okay. And then he just like walks away. <laughs> yeah, so Michael's Sorry, just uh, Michael just wants to get her out of that situation. Um, but uh, the sister from the first one dies immediately. And we're now introduced to her obnoxious friend, Tina, who is wearing the outfit of like an eight year old. And she's just wearing all the clothes. Yeah. Um, so she's our main character now for some reason. And her group of friends and her boyfriend, who's also named Michael, who Michael kills and then takes his car and then pretends to be, um, <laughs> doesn't kill her, but <laughs> just 
lets her like kiss, kiss his mask. Um, uh, but then uh, a cowboy shows up to town who I, my headcanon is it's Pinhead, who's <laughs> here on vacation. And uh, he's just hanging out, you know, visiting Freddy in that boiler room. But then Michael gets in all this trouble. He kills a bunch of people and, like, rescues his niece from Loomis. Um, but then Loomis gets a comically large trap net and just keeps beating him with a whip. the best part of this movie, though. <laughs> Come on. And then they put Michael in jail, and Pinhead's like, Oh, Michael. God damn it. I'm on vacation. And then he breaks <laughs> him out because Michael's up to his shit again, and Pinhead breaks him out. And then... Somehow this movie is going to continue into another one. This movie was only an hour and a half, and we're both like exhausted from watching it. You remember how in last week uh, Matt fell asleep? I fell asleep in this one. I I fell asleep in this one. But this time it was the movie's fault. Like this is fully like. All right, I think why I like this movie the least, and it sits at the bottom of my list of like all of them, is ultimately like I've said it many times: the worst thing a movie can be is boring. Yep, I'm fine with bad or divisive. Yes. I mean, I believe you cut it out, but we were talking about this versus Blair Witch. Blair Witch, it's all intentional. It's divisive. This movie's not divisive. It's bad. I as weird as this movie is i should be like unsung hero of the halloween franchise it's so weird i love it and instead i'm like i need a nap i need a cookie <laughs> i want to lie down <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure i've said it in another episode too where it's the same as you like my biggest insult that i could give a movie is that it's boring yeah because even if i don't like a movie at least i have an opinion on it not right. just, oh my god, when is this going to be over? The, all of the Star Wars movies, really, I was going to say the sequels, but the prequels, even the old ones, are divisive in ways. Mm-hmm. I'll watch all of them, though. Yeah. They're all totally watchable. Yeah. Every single one of them. Halloween 3, you didn't like it. Totally watchable. I watched <laughs> like, it. <laughs> yeah. If I put it on, you'd be like, well, at least something crazy happens in this movie. A kid's head bursts in the snakes. <laughs> we can talk about Tom Atkins' mustache and, like weird accents and choices but there's something to talk about (laughs) the closest this movie comes to having that is the actress playing tina Hmm. but i don't know why she's in this movie so it goes all the way back around and becomes like boring nonsense again Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because i was just like they in the previous movie the little girl and her sister the main two characters in this movie they they must have thought the sister was too boring, killed her, and replaced her with like obnoxious eighties woman. But we'll get into why. <laughs> okay. oh. It's gonna be upsetting. Oh, no. <laughs> Not that upsetting. Don't worry. But. Oh, I remembered the because I said two things that summarize how I felt about this movie. That was the first one. I just remembered the second one. Uh, the sister has a dog. Michael kills the dog, presumably, at one point. At the end, Michael has his... I forgot about the dog. Michael has his lair in the attic of his home where he has all the bodies of the people he killed, and the little girl gets up there, and she falls backwards and goes, ah, and it's the dog. 
a close-up of the dog, but it's a dead-ass stuffed animal. Oh, it's a stuffed animal somebody won in the claw machine right before this this take. <laughs> like, If you're going to do that, don't do a close-up. Yeah. Like, it would have been, like, fine just to see it in the background. and would have been like, oh, yeah. is that a dog? It moved or, on. Or a quick pan or something very quick. It stayed long enough to where I yeah. was like, oh, that's a stuffed animal. <laughs> and honestly, if I can be honest, part of the best sequence of the film. <laughs> like... <laughs> This is the part of the movie I like. <laughs> and even that dog is still like, that's nuts. I love it. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. And the mask is not Michael Myers. No. Well, and it's extra unforgivable because part four's mask, I get within world why it's a different mask because he picks up a different mask this is supposed to be the mask from part four why didn't they just use the they this movie came out one year after four that means they started filming it like six months after that movie why didn't they just grab the same mask like matt brought up a good point while watching it the mask looks like they use the mold of tina's boyfriend (laughs) of that michael yeah (laughs) But he's like a slender dude with like a pointy nose. That's not what Michael no. Myers looks like. No. It's not even close. The pink mask with the blonde hair well, was and, better. Yeah. I was like the mask from four isn't like exact, but like I buy it as a Michael Myers mask. This mask like it has too many defined features. Yeah. It, it's not vague. It's not it's not the shape. And you know, it's like, no, that's a person's face. And if you watch the video version on YouTube or Spotify, which you should, and watch all the way to the end for our little outro. I'm wearing that Michael Myers mask. It's very big on me because I am a skinny man. <laughs> and it like hangs out and it's not tucked in like Michael's mask. That's the choice they made to make Michael Myers look like in this movie. Yeah. He looks ridiculous. Which is weird coming off of four where I mean, it's also a choice that doesn't always look good in some shots. They literally, like, put padding, like, in his shoulders to make him look bigger and broader. So then to, like, be like, okay, this one, opposite. <laughs> like, why? Or stick Warlock when you need him. Right? Instead, we got, what was his name? Donald Planks? Shanks. Shanks. Not his fault. He's fine in this. He's a fine mm-hmm. Michael. Weirdly, Michael feels like he's not in this movie much, which is yeah. another problem. Like, I, 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 I don't need Michael to be the main character a la Rob Zombie, but like, like he's not in this movie. I feel like he was in Hall- Halloween 3 more, and he wasn't in yeah. that movie. <laughs> Technically, he is. He's on a TV in the background. Exactly. So I felt like he was in it more. <laughs> I mean, this movie does boldly ask the question, what if Michael was incompetent, but somehow everyone was even more incompetent than him? <laughs> Because, like, every time they cut to him hiding behind a bush, he's literally got, like, a hand up and he's, like, shaking the bush, like, oh, they can't see me. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Every time. That's right. Every single insert that they cut to of, like, some wrestling, it's clearly just some dude behind him. Yeah. He's not not hiding. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was too high. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, I got some stuff in my car. You want to take a minute? <laughs>
Uh, at least Halloween 4 had the nice steaming hot coffee. Well, Halloween 4 is like, again, like I told you a couple weeks ago, Halloween 3 and 4 are masterpieces compared to this. Like, Halloween 4 is like effectively paced and has character. Well, this movie was so bad, it affects my opinion of the movie that right. came before it. Like, I'm trying not to let it because I still think some of the stuff that is good in 4 just is inherently still good here. Like, hmm. Donald Pleasance always shows up. Yeah. Like, even... he is you can tell he is drunk in this movie on like four but even drunk he's still like an effective character actor in halloween daniel harris is still good like in halloween four the amount of him grabbing the little girl and being in her face yelling was one scene that was this entire movie He was doing that the entire Next time. Next he grabs Paul Rudd and yells. Uh-huh. <laughs> Something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm curious to see if you like six better than five, or if you're like, is this just a downward spiral? <laughs> this is the first movie that's been comparable to the Blair Witch movie. <laughs> like. But I stand by that movie is making choices. This movie makes none. Things just happen. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's why I said, like, the two things that summarize for it are two things that don't feel like an intentional movie-making choice. Yeah. <laughs> like, why slow-mo the cop instead of the cool slash of your two main characters? Why Why did you leave a stuffed animal close-up in this movie? Have, have you ever watched... um? This is going to be an odd poll. Have you ever watched Six Days to Air, the documentary about South Park? It's absolutely, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating, but it has the scenes of them in the classroom talking about um, how to structure a story. Mm-hmm. And I, I got a lot of problems with South Park and some of their opinions, mm-hmm. but as storytellers, they're like oh, excellent. Yeah. Every um, every single storyboarding and screenwriting class I'm in, oh, yeah. they you, all show the... the um, the What was it? So and but speech that they do. Yeah that's what i was yeah. talking is the so and but and how it should never be and and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this movie is all and and then yep and uh he kills a guy so then he gets a car and then he doesn't kill the girl because the cops show up and then <laughs> yep. yep 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 yeah i Okay, this is this is the moment I'd like to thank all my screenwriting and storyboarding teachers for teaching me better. So one day when right. I do get to make a movie, I now appreciate like every English teacher I ever had that was like, "You should really rewrite this," because <laughs> no one did that on this movie, literally. Yeah, where was John Carpenter for this one? What was he up to? Checked out. <laughs> Money, please. <laughs> all the other ones, it's like uh, he was forced to be in it or he did a little bit. But this one, I'm like, he was no, probably from, just off. From four up until 2018, he is. Nah, fuck that. I mean, he tries to come back <laughs> once or twice. Yeah. Like they, they make push it. Either they try to get him back or he is like kind of interested. Mm-hmm. But almost every time it comes down to scheduling and money where he's <laughs> like, John fucking Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> yeah i feel you john yeah i feel you now good choice <laughs> sure at the same time you were making memoirs of an invisible man your worst movie but at least that movie has a plot <laughs> I haven't seen it it's real bad <laughs> 
Well, it's Chevy Chase in a dramatic turn. <laughs> That's all you had to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you had to say. I do not want to kick over my water. That's a good call. <laughs> yeah, this movie though, I mean we can't even like talk about the plot because the movie makes no sense. Things just kind of happen. Why did that old man care for an unconscious body for a year? Okay, so I'm going to have to just kind of sprinkle things in from behind the scenes just kind of throughout. Yeah. Because it will answer a number of your questions. This episode has little, (laughs) has no structure and it's still more structured than this movie. (laughs) A lot of the average Teletubbies episode (laughs) is better than this fucking movie. And the people who made it are all like talented people who made other things that are totally fine, mm-hmm. which is why it's like even more disappointing <laughs> where it's like, oh, this director made a couple like totally effective, like horror thrillers, you know, mm-hmm. like why does this movie have no suspense? <laughs> but the opening. Mm-hmm. Um, so originally, as in the script and as originally filmed, um, and this is. Did you see her say New co-host Samurai. Uh, I love him. <laughs> We're best friends. <laughs> uh, as as originally written and filmed, it was not just like a random old homeless man in the cave. Um, the director and his writing team really wanted to kind of harken back to. Hold on, the camera needs to see. <laughs> needs to see Samurai. <laughs> He's delightful, so get excited, guys. This is our new co-host, Samurai. Say hello. Samurai, speak to me. What do you have to say about Halloween 5? (laughs) That's how I feel, too. (laughs) Please tell us more. Go on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What else? He's done. (laughs) Interview over. My client has nothing left to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sam. So, Matt, tell us. Tell the class. So, the the opening of this movie, it's more ridiculous, but the the weirdness of this movie, I'm like, oh, this would, like, fit way better, and at least it would have, like, a tone. It was going to be Michael still floating down the river and gets found by someone. But it was like, um, it sounds like he was supposed to be 80s satanic panic, like kind of like a gothy, like cult member type person. Michael Myers comes across someone playing D&D. Right. Oh, just a goth teenager. An um, obvious Satan worshiper. Yeah. But that was going to be the bit. And it was going to be that that guy spent the last year doing stuff to resurrect Michael Myers. And that's where, like, the Cult of Thorn tattoo would have come in. And, like, yeah, Michael kills that guy. But then when somebody else that has the same tattoo as the two of them shows up, you're like, oh, now the man in black kind of made... They're this, like, cult that maybe worships Michael Myers or something, or, so, you know. So instead, they decided to just show a tattoo right and leave room for me to assume that is pinhead on vacation (laughs) just that michael's always had ink and we didn't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. but like 
that just something about the the weirdness of this movie that makes more sense. Yeah. I'm like, oh, everything has like a reason. And like the director talked about like, oh, I really wanted to harken back to like old Universal movies. I kind of wanted Michael to be a little bit Frankenstein-y. Like maybe he's not pure evil. There's a little sympathy there. Mm-hmm. And he, which is in this movie. And it's arguably the most interesting stuff because clearly the director cares about it. Mm-hmm. All of the like, you know, uncle, let me, you know, like, and that stuff's kind of effective or at least interesting. So far. Out of all the Halloween movies, <laughs> when you get to the point where it, the behind the scenes stuff, 10 out of 10, it always makes me sad. Right. Because it's always like, this movie was supposed to be good. <laughs> they or, had cool ideas. I was just saying, even if it, like, it doesn't sound like even they thought, like, it's not entirely good. It's a little bit corny, but, like, we're all in on it. Yeah. But there's also stuff like, so I believe I mentioned last episode, uh, producer Mustafa Akkad has bought all of the rights now. Mm. Um, and he much like, uh, the only other thing I can think of that's comparable as like a producer and their family that have retained the rights this long is like the James Bond franchise has been run by the same family since the sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what goes on with this is like the Akkads still have a stake in Halloween. Mm-hmm. They still helped produce the new one. His son did, you know, mm-hmm. Um, so he, Mustafa Khan really sees himself as like the steward of this and that he is still correcting course from Halloween three. Mm-hmm. So to him, these are Hitchcockian thrillers and to the director, he was like, yeah, but we're in the age of the slasher movie. This should be big and violent and over the top. And so then Mustafa just like edits shit out. Um, which is why like they had to go back and refilm this scene with almost no violence in it. Cause apparently with the cult member, it was going to be like Michael, like straight up, like rips his heart out. Like, <laughs> which I also have mixed feelings about in a Halloween movie. We've talked about it, but I'm like, but if that's what they, that would be like, if you're like, we're going to have to edit all the, have all of the violence out of Halloween kills. I would be like, Oh, so there's no movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> See, because we both talked about and both agree, like, the gratuitous violence isn't, doesn't feel very Michael Myers. Yeah. Him ripping a dude's heart out would have been better than this movie. S- still cool. Like. Uh-huh. <laughs> still something that doesn't make me fall asleep. Right. And, again, then like that kind of sets up, like, oh, he's giving Michael, like, you would see him giving Michael the tattoo, doing mm-hmm. the magic on him, like... And then when somebody shows up with that tattoo, you're like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. As opposed to this movie where you're like, Pinhead. what? <laughs> right. Why is there a cowboy? <laughs> like, uh-huh. Pinhead on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the funnel cakes in fall in Haddonfield. <laughs> such pleasures, such sights. Is that what he's referring to when he's like, I'll show you the pleasures you've never seen? It's like funnel cake in Haddonfield. No, but serious, it's like really good. How do you think Butterball gained all this weight? <laughs> Chatterer wanted his teeth left just for that. This is better than the movie. And it's pretty bad. <laughs> We, I need to get like really good at VFX so we, we can film 
like some cosplayers acting that out and put them in the background be amazing. <laughs> just not he will not be the man in black but in the background you'll just see like pinhead walk by with like a plane of funnel cake <laughs> <laughs> he's just got like a black leather like hawaiian shirt on <laughs> oh that that's jerry i go by jerry here be cool <laughs> helen it's so good to see you ah <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Oh, now we have to get back to talking about this movie. <laughs> this is the uh, type of movie where you have to create your own fun. <laughs> yeah. So, Zach, what other questions do you have that I can answer about it, I guess? Oh. Why get rid of the really good and effective final girl from the first movie? Enlighten us. <laughs> well, um, you have to pay actors, you see. And <laughs> what? <laughs> Oftentimes, when they come back for a second movie, you have to give them a raise. Mm -hmm. And they said, nah. And she said, well, then I I don't know if I want to be in your movie. And they're like, what about like one week? She's like, all right. (laughs) That's why I was like, it's a bummer, but it's not like as much of a bummer as it could have been, I guess. So here's a question for whoever's in charge of money for this movie. All that movie, all that money you didn't pay her, where it didn't go to the stuffed animal dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> what what'd you do with that extra money, right. huh? <laughs> well, I gotta wonder. You know who did the effects for this movie was K and B Effects, who are a legend now, legendary effects house. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, they they came up under Tom Savini. They worked on like um, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead. They did a ton of George Romero stuff. Um, one of them actually is the head makeup artist for all of The Walking Dead, mm. which has great practical effects. They did Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness. The list goes like on and on. So I'm like, I bet the gore effects in this movie fucking rule. Yeah. And we're never going to see them. Yeah, because literally the knife slashing Loomis is just like, boom, boom. Just- yeah. But then, like, when you see, like, the aftermath corpses, they all look really cool, which is what yeah. you want in a slasher movie. Like, it always feels weird to say out loud, like, I need more violence. But, I mean, these guys came up under Tom Savini and they're doing a slasher movie. Like, I can only imagine what this movie looked like. Yeah. But then again, they also made the Michael mask. So... <laughs> So, so after this, it's only Halloween six. That is the last of the original canon. Thank God. Because <laughs> H2O and Resurrection only acknowledge one and two. Because mm-hmm. one thing that's impressive to me is the fact that after all these years and after all these stinkers, people still care about Michael Myers and Halloween franchise and want to see more. That's what I always say about, like, yeah, fuck it. Reboot it. Make a sequel. Who gives a shit? Yeah. If we like it, no one will care. Yeah. Hellraiser? How many Hellraiser movies have you heard of? Just, just one. <laughs> I don't there know are there. 10 different Hellraiser sequels alone. 
that first one is so good we still are like i mean that movie fucking rules though Dang. there are three jaws sequels that we all just don't talk about mm-hmm. you know like the only ones that really like you people kind of like acknowledge the sequels are like friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street because yeah. some of those sequels are really good some of those sequels arguably especially friday the 13th are like better than the first movie mm. as opposed to halloween where i know you are not of this opinion but most people would say none of the sequels are as good as the first one the first one is like a masterpiece yeah. mm. you know so they just ignore them mm. i think that happens a lot with movies yeah. There are people that are like, yeah, I don't really watch the two other Godfather films, or at least I don't watch Godfather three. You know, like. I'm, I'm, side tangent. I'm a big mafia movie person. When I got to Godfather three, I I turned it off after like forty five minutes. Well, there's the new cut that's supposed to be pretty good. I'll, I'll have to give it another chance. Yeah, but yeah, it's not a good movie. But it's it's like oh. it's like Star Wars. Like even if yeah. you're not a fan of the sequels. It's more Star Wars, so I'm happy about it. Yeah, my sisters don't really like, are both quite a bit older than me and grew mm-hmm. up on Star Wars, and they're like, yeah, I just don't really watch the prequels. I watch mm-hmm. those three movies. Yeah. Those are Star Wars to me, and I'm like, cool. Yeah, I've seen you know, I've like, seen the prequels more than any other Star Wars movie. That's totally fair. Yeah. I mean, that You're the right age group for that. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's why, like, I've never really cared for the third prequel, but I, I actually, like, love Phantom Menace. Phantom mm-hmm. Menace came out when I was 10. Yeah. Of course I fucking love it. <laughs> like I like Batman and Robin. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Um Donald Pleasance, he shows up, he's doing the work. I like him in this movie. He's help me. I think it's a unfortunately logical progression for the way this character has gone in the last four movies. I mean, like the other movies, we joke about how extreme Lewis is and how he's actually the villain. This one, he oh, he yeah, lives 100%. up to our exaggeration of yeah. him. <laughs> Although I will say, I I was you know re-listening to uh, Taking Shape, everybody buy the book, it's great. Um, My birthday was recently, Matt oh, got yeah. it for me, so it's after really this good. I can read it. Yeah. yeah, see, now you can read up to five. Yeah. <laughs> Um, where he they he was talking shit on the movie like in Fangoria during production. Um, he totally Mark Hamilled it and was like, I very much disagree with this director. Um, except then where Mark Hamill was like, but then you know we talked about it and I really came around and blah 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 blah. blah. None of that. He's just he thinks that. But like the quote is wild because I was like, who do you think Loomis is? Because the quote is like, he thinks that Loomis is stern and should yell all the time that's just not the way I've played Loomis up until now. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> Has Donald Pleasance seen a Halloween movie? <laughs> like I get, he's yelling more in this one, but he's, I'm like, this is not out of character for Loomis at all. <laughs> he, in his head, he is a uh, philosopher's stone Dumbledore, right? But in reality, yeah. he's, he's very Phoenix much Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what if Donald Pleasance played Dumbledore? <laughs> I mean, they grabbed two other like hammer horror guys from the '60s to play him. So <laughs> uh, I, I haven't, I haven't seen them in anything other than Potter. Oh, they're like legendary like stage actors <laughs> nice 
One of them is Sleepy Hollow. We'll definitely watch that movie. Yeah, is that the one with Johnny Depp? Yeah. Right. Yeah, they started to play it before we watched yeah. Halloween. It's one I've always wanted to watch. It's really good. But, uh, you know, it's not good. <laughs> this fucking movie. Remember how... Um, you know, you know let's, let's do an exercise. Let's uh, let you find one nice thing to say about this movie because I'm starting to feel bad. <laughs> I, I mean, I was going to save it to the end, but I was like, because uh, how I'm impressed, like, you can still care about Michael Myers after all these movies and it never killed the franchise. And as we always say, you made a movie. We didn't. So 100%. Good job. Yeah. Um, Nothing but respect, really. Yeah. You, you, you made a movie. That's not an easy task. Uh, we're just two dudes yeah shitting on it yeah sorry <laughs> we're not serious film you reviewers you all seem so. like really nice people too like every yeah. interview i've like read or seen with any of them i'm like they seem like a delight <laughs> yeah i mean film people are cool like yeah they're, they're just trying to make a movie that's true um nice things about it i because it's the same thing where you told me about Halloween 3 in the what I was saying about the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. When you told me Joe Dante was supposed to direct it, I would have been like, I was like, that that would have been amazing. This movie would have been my favorite probably. And this one, when you talked about like how they wanted to make him like Frankenstein's monster and stuff, the end where like she take he yeah. takes off her mat and he like cries, I was like, where's this going? And then immediately he's just like, no, I'm Michael Myers. I'm going to kill you. Like, but even him flipping out, I like, yeah, like, it, it it works for me. And like Loomis is kind of alluding to it with like the rage inside mm-hmm. you. And you like, you just need to calm it down. Yeah. And... Well, it was like, I liked where it was going. And yeah. then a comically large net fell on him and, and right. Loomis started beating him with a plank. So I it was would, like... I would say from when she gets in the laundry chute uh-huh. to the comically large net, is all like a very good movie that I would totally watch. Yeah. And I, I wonder if left more to their own devices, the movie would have leaned more that way. Mm. Like how much of this was studio interference? How much of this was, they just don't know how to make a Halloween movie, you know? Yeah. Like, Cause I will say there's some movies where I'm like, Oh, this is just like bad writing. Like I felt like there was good ideas here. Yeah. They're just whatever restrictions they had or limitations like made the movie result in the way it was. That's what I'd like to think it was, you know, yeah. like sometimes studio notes save a movie. Sometimes they ruin it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. <sighs> what, what's the nice thing about this movie? Um, I actually I really love um, all of the set design in this movie, especially the Michael Myers house. The attic. Yeah, that's all really cool and really leans on like kind of a cool, like gothic Universal Mm -hmm. Monsters vibe. And actually, overall, I think the movie's pretty well shot. I think there's some really Mm -hmm. good, cool cinematography stuff Mm -hmm. that clearly, like, you know, the cinematographer was definitely like, oh, I know how to translate your ideas. Like, there, there must have been a really good relationship between him and the director. Yeah, I feel like a cinematography good. It was the editing that kind every of editing like, choice is bonkers yeah that took a dump on the cinematography because they would either not cut too soon or cut too soon like the loomis they cut too soon the guy bashing the window they left that too yeah. long there was one part where uh because there's a lot of like cha- chase scenes with the little girl 
There's one part where she goes under her table and the cameraman was like running and like it should stop there. But then he was like, oh, shit, wait, do, do I go under like over? And they left all that. in. Yeah. Yeah. Every everything that is a choice in this movie feels like someone went. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um. And we got to talk about what I think is the worst part of this movie now, Zach. Mm. And it is from that cardboard. The fuck are those two cops? <laughs> you are not Bud and, or was it Bud and Jimmy? I don't, yeah, no, they are no, no Bud and Jimmy. Was that the slide whistle that he was yeah. talking oh, about? Yeah. When they show up? Yeah, so these two cops show up and they play it comically like. They play clown music. Like and the weird thing the weird thing is they weren't wacky. They were just two cops. They have like a joke or two, but like like clearly they are the comic relief, but like the comic relief in a Halloween movie mm-hmm. is you know, like but like they were treating it like like I said, like they were yeah. the Terenzi brothers from fucking Killer Clowns. Yeah, and like their jokes weren't like them the joke was like they thought michael myers was the other kid and it's like haha like well i mean like when they do that they say like luckily for you we're lousy cops yeah and we're like oh yeah that's a joke that's a pretty good joke actually <laughs> like yeah. i i wonder if like those two actors are also playing it really straight and i'm mm-hmm. sure they were directed to but i i wonder if you put it like like the guys from killer clowns who were both stand-up comics mm-hmm if you put in like guys like that, you know, like it, maybe like it would have landed better, like or like or maybe if he had just directed them, like be a little bigger, be a little sillier, yeah, like or like it was just the funny parts with it. They were just in the cop car, like that was their only scenes in the yeah. whole movie, like in Halloween twenty eighteen, where the Bonnie situation. I think a pretty direct homage to this movie because yeah. <laughs> they love the now franchise. that I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. they're which that's what's cool about watching all these is now I'm like picking up on things from 2018 and Halloween oh, Kills. Oh yeah, I mean, clearly, clearly they, those are two people that somehow love Halloween five. Yeah. <laughs> They're Danny McBride and David Gordon Green. <laughs> or like, hey, let's pay homage to that, but actually make it funny. <laughs> right. Right. Let's have a comedy writer write the scene <laughs> of comedy. <laughs> <sighs> I was kind of hoping the slide whistle would be like over a kill or something or like a wah wah. <laughs> no, that would be too interesting. Instead, um, it's hmm, how do we tell these people these characters are funny? They'll never know, which is problem one. That <laughs> we'll ding, never ding, know. Ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. <laughs> can you imagine if those two cops were, were Jerry and Kramer? That's all I can think now. That would have been incredible. Oh my god! <laughs> What's the deal with all these teenagers? Kids these days ain't got no respect. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jerry. <laughs> Come on, forget them kids. Let's play Crazy Eights. Better movie. <laughs> I, I rarely say that uh, we should give Michael Richards work, but maybe we should go back and refilm the scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and this would have been like pre-Seinfeld yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> oh this is when he was making UHF with Weird Al <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> well I think in the 
remember how we were like, wow, this movie, only an hour has gone by. Only 50 minutes have gone by, but it feels like way more. Mm-hmm. And in that 50 minutes, we've come up with like several different better ideas yeah. this movie. Easily better. <laughs> some jokes and some actually real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get in. Can I get into my favorite behind the scenes thing about this movie? Yeah. So I'm trying to remember his full name. I believe it's Jean-Dominique Girard mm-hmm. is the director who is like French Swiss. Mm-hmm. Um has the coolest name ever. Like, yeah, of course you direct movies. <laughs> uh, so he apparently wound up meeting Deborah Hill, uh, you know, mm-hmm. who still was in contact with Mustafa Akkad, and she really liked, like, one of his movies, and she said, like, oh, I'll, I'll give him your number. So he got a call saying, like, hey, do you want to come in and interview for directing Halloween 5? We already have a script. We'll send you the script. You come in, you pitch us on like the tone you want, you know, we'll see if you're the right fit. Mm-hmm. So the director, he reads the script. He thinks it's very bad. Um, calls one of his friends who's a writer and is like, just come to the meeting with me. Uh, sends him the script so he can read it. And he's also like, it's pretty bad. Um, so the director goes in by himself with Mustafa Akkad. And I believe the two screenwriters. Um and Mustafa's a god is like, so what'd you think of the script? And he looks at him, he looks at the two screenwriters and goes, Do you want to make a Halloween six one day? And he's like, um, excuse me? He goes, Yeah, here's what you need to do. Picks up his copy of the script, throws it in the trash, and says, I got a friend out there. Let me bring him in. <laughs> but then just sitting there talking about like how would you fix this movie? They pitched, like, a better movie, apparently. Like, apparently this movie is better than what the original script was. But, again, their pitch was Michael is Frankenstein. Michael is a character in this movie. <laughs> and then Mustafa Khan says, well, I'm not going to let you do that. But I, like, I, I admire how, like, direct and forthcoming you are and some of the tonal stuff you talked about. You guys with another writer that I like are going to write this movie and you're going to direct it. And then partway through the movie, I believe there's a writer's strike or at least the potential of one, which is where the man in black comes in because they've made all of these changes now, but now they can't rewrite the script. So they literally just say, I don't know. What if we just have somebody show up with the same tattoo as Michael and he frees him from prison? They'll figure it out in Halloween six. Cause to the to their credit, that was what Halloween four did. Halloween four, like literally the director turned down directing Halloween five because he was like, I don't know what the fuck you do with her being set up as the killer. Clearly you're not gonna do that. <laughs> and I don't want to have to figure it out. Let someone else figure it out. That is right now with these three with four five and six their own little mini trilogy here that is literally the the thought process behind the ending of each one is i don't know whoever directs the next one will figure it out <laughs> you know why this cut so deep why it uh this this exact same situation happened to my favorite franchise <laughs> I don't know. The next guy will figure it out. Which franchise is that? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
nothing okay nothing makes me more mad about movies than missed opportunities and hearing about an idea that would have been an amazing movie and they're like nah yeah like that makes me so mad and it's like always the people not making the movie making that decision yeah like, i mean it's it's always the producers like you you, you could have given <laughs> like frankenstein michael myers would have been cool like that's i would have take. dug that we'd all still be talking about it no that, one talks about halloween five yeah that would have been cool <laughs> that's just the the one thing that i'm always just like uh, like as someone who like wants to make movies and stuff like just the yeah. thought of like you have such a cool idea and it seems like you're gonna be yeah. able to do it, and then it's just like, oh no, su- surprise! You're actually gonna make Halloween five, <laughs> right? Well, and it's that tough thing of like just everything it feels like must have gone kind of wrong for yeah. this movie was, you know, I, the producers told him from the start we don't want you to do that take, and he kept trying to do that take, mm-hmm. but also that was what he pitched them, yeah. You know, and then there's all these issues with the writing of it. Mm-hmm. And then there's budget issues and there's time issues. Like make movies and miracles, they are dart dropped from space, even hitting the dartboard at all. Is like what was that cool from? Because this is a callback, because you made that quote I, he, like when he, we started the podcast. He used that on an episode where he was talking about Scream. Mm. So I specifically used it on the Scream episode. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, but, I remember you making that on. quote like at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. We get his name. I want to credit him properly. Yes. Everyone should watch his stuff. He's he's genuinely maybe my like one of like my three or four favorite people on the internet. So it's number one and two, Matt and Zach. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> he is a film joy on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called his series is always called Movies with Mikey. It's the one he does himself, and there are other ones on the channel. Mm-hmm. But he's a uh, Mikey B Newman. He's really great. Um, also, everybody should totally help him out because he's one of the people that got hit by uh, Texas last winter. His whole house got destroyed. So, oh my God. yeah. So go watch his stuff. Give him money if you can. <laughs> he seems very cool. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's who that quote comes from, and it, it's just the best summary of it is yeah. the fact that you even could see that there was a target like, mm-hmm. <laughs> means you're wit. This movie didn't hit the dartboard, got closer than most of them, and that it came out. It was released in theaters. Yeah. It made money. <laughs> when this came out, what was, like, public opinion and reaction? People really liked 4. Hmm. This is really capitalizing on it. It's one year after, which is probably part of the problem. Yeah. Most sequels that don't take, you know... an appropriate amount of... T- I mean, not all sequels that take a long time are yeah. good, but... You know, any movie that is like in less than a year, we went from "Hmm, what should we do next to the final product is being released tomorrow, tomorrow, you know? Yeah, and that's the difference between like this and the new Halloween movies where they were like, oh, we're going to make a trilogy. I mean, Halloween 2018, there was literally a year and a half just of pre-production. Yeah. From the time that John Carpenter says, oh, yeah, I'll come on board. Yeah, and they're like, let's make a trilogy. This yeah. it was like, let's see where we can go with Halloween Four, and then go from there. Probably. Yeah. Uh, well, they left some stuff up in the air. What do you think would be cool? Yeah, is what they're doing. You know, yeah. and some of it is cool. Like, ah, she's not an evil killer. She's got a psychic link. That's that's interesting. <laughs> that's something. 
<laughs> little lady Michael Myers would have been more interesting. I think so. I think her go breaking out and starting to kill and him killing simultaneously coming after her mm. and who's doing the killing and how do you stop the kid? Yeah. Do we protect her? Those are all interesting questions mm. that this movie is not interested in. <laughs> if they were, it would have made it interesting. Yep. Can't have that. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing is ultimately a producer's job is to make money and I'm what makes saying. money is... <laughs> This is, this is uncontrolled. Zach sliding crotch first into a camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you say? Uh, is the safest choice. The safest choice is what makes money. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we're sitting here being like, oh, why'd they bring JJ back? Because Force Awakens made all of the fucking money. Yeah. Why wouldn't you bring him back? <laughs> but then... Disney goes around and doesn't want to make money and puts a movie right. like Solo in not the normal Star Wars slot and doesn't market it so it fails so they don't have to make more. Want want. And there's a lot about that movie. There's a lot to that. <laughs> Disney did it with Winnie the Pooh as well to kill 2D animation. Yeah. That one I agree on. I still don't know what, because that Winnie the Pooh movie is so good. Yeah, they wanted to stop doing 2D and yeah. have an excuse. Yeah. I'm sure there's more to it, but yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Solo was just doomed from the start, which is a bummer because I like that movie. Childish Landino, baby. The middle of that movie is really good. It's the two bookends that I'm like, "Eh." (laughs) yeah. But you know what movie isn't good? Halloween Five. So we'll be back next week. Um, All right, Zach, sit up and tell people where they can find you. <laughs> Yo, Instagram and Twitter, Zach Shirk, that's me. What about you, Matt? You can find me on everything from Instagram to OnlyFans as I draw paintings. Hell yeah, baby. And on that note, duh. <laughs> can I do what one? am I doing? I don't even like cats. <laughs> I do like cats, that's a lie. <laughs> Bye. You undoing no. Do you see? Do you see? <laughs> Bye. As the Vox fades, we thank you for listening to this bizarre journey into cinema. If your morbid curiosities hunger for more, you may summon our horror bros at matmakezack.com. On Twitter and Instagram at MacMakeZack. Or if you dare, say George Lucas three times into a mirror for a visit from our phantom menaces. You may now return to your mortal plane of existence. Until next week, as Matt makes Zack sit through another chilling apparition. Mwahahahaha! <laughs>